Hello, my name is Maris Macellis, and welcome to my show, Critical Root Zone, where we dig deep with inquiring minds to get to the root of sustainability, going below the surface to rebuild trust while supporting all voices on our journey to a climate-positive planet. For the following four episodes series, we'll be talking to Tennessee House Representative Bob Freeman. Bob has a degree in construction management from Middle Tennessee State University. He got his master's in sustainability at Lipscomb University, VP at Freeman Webb. He served on the board of the Tennessee Environmental Council, Southern Alliance for Clean Energy, Metro Sustainability Advisory Committee, and more. Too many more for me to say because I wouldn't, it would just be a lot of words. <laughs> Bob is my friend who I trust. He's a loving husband and a great dad. And we share a love for martial arts, which you'll know more about later. So you might ask, why do we want to talk to this guy, Bob Freeman? Well, I'll tell you. After years of doing my own personal research and life improvements to do my part to protect Mother Earth, I truly believe that the only way to create lasting, unified change is through policy. We're going to discuss the ways in which this happens, the process, and how my generation and those to come can feel empowered and heard. So without further ado, welcome Bob to the Critical Root Zone. Thank you for having me. I'm so pumped you're here. Like me too. I could jump out of my seat. Actually, right <clears throat> we've been talking about this for a while, so I'm excited to finally be here to kick it off. This is this. How long ago did we meet? Maybe six, eight months ago. It was um, a while ago. I think longer ago than that, but yeah. Sure. Holy crap. Well, yeah. now we're in the flesh. Yes. We're in the studio, and we're we're talking about our favorite stuff. Which yeah, that's right. I mean, sustainability. Sustainability. Yeah. And um, thank you so much for being here. Again, thanks for having me. You got a you got a big schedule, and it's been tough even to just like communicate a little bit on what, how we're gonna get here and what yeah. we're gonna do here. But um, we got some really exciting stuff coming up for everybody. Uh, four part episodes. We're gonna talk today about us, about you, and how you got to be where you're at today. You're a, a Tennessee House representative. Mm -hmm. What the frick does that mean? Uh, <laughs> it, it, that's a that's a great question, and uh, it, it's. It's different to most people. Uh, uh, I am government to everybody that, yeah. that knows me. I am uh, their state rep. I'm a congressman. I'm a senator. I'm a governor. I'm a metro council member. I am their connection to government uh, right. because we, by and large, have a population that doesn't really understand how politics works. Yeah. And, um, and that's okay. Uh, and we need to do a better job of educating people on on exactly what it means to to be a state rep, uh, why it's important for people to vote for these people, why it's important yep. for people to pay attention. Bingo. Um, I mean, you talked about it earlier. Uh, it's it's policy, and these are people that make major policy decisions for our whole state, and those policy decisions can have a long lasting impact that can carry over 20, 30 years. And, uh, but your direct question was a state rep. So I serve in the Tennessee state house of representatives. It's essentially uh, Tennessee's version of the U S Congress. There are 99 of us. Uh, we all represent 70,000 people and, uh, we just went through a redistricting area. So my district shifted a little bit, but, um, uh, yeah, it's a great honor, and it's it's a it's a super important place that people more people need to understand what we're doing. Yeah, and and thank you for saying that because education is a huge part of why I want you here and why we're talking today is to really 
kind of simplify these things that we're all like, hmm, too much. I don't even want to bother figuring that out. Um, but how long have you been a house representative and, and how, how do the terms work? Yeah. So I've been, uh, I've served for, for four years, uh, two terms, each term is two years. Uh, so you're, you're running every two years, just like you would in the U S Congress. So mm. every time there's a, there's a statewide race, uh, I'm on the ballot. Uh, if mm-hmm. if I w- can represent you, and um, yeah, so that's it's, and I'm running you got again. One coming up. I got another one coming in up in August. Yes. Hey, I kn- I knew that. Yeah, I, I know. Knew that. I like it. Um, and we'll talk more about that too because I want to. I, c- I kind of want to give everyone perspective on federal, state, and local elections, and and kind of how to to map that out in mm-hmm. simplest terms, if we can, because sure. it's, it's a lot of information it that we're going to like literally stick all together. Yeah. But um, besides that, you and I met at Tennessee Environmental Council at an event where I think that was just the beginning for me because I'm now on the board. Right. You were on the board. Yes. So I'm following in your footsteps. Yes. And it's great. I yeah. love that. I love that we met there and we had a connection with martial arts. Yes, we did. So let's, true or false, you're a jujitsu Master these uh, days. Uh, uh, master is a pretty pretty bold term. What's your belt? Uh, I'm a brown belt. I will test that's, my black belt in uh, at the end of the year. That's the master, isn't uh, it? I, oh, or is it purple? I, uh, it's it's black belt is a top, but oh, um, I think maybe you you could. <laughs> I, I tell the joke. I competed in, in old man worlds, which is called masters worlds, and masters is just a, a polite term for anybody over thirty five. <laughs> So okay, um, but yeah. Not only is he a house representative, he will kick your ass too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, yes, I but could. I love that. And you and you came to Hotbox, the gym that I manage, Hotbox Nashville. Yeah. you've been a Hotbox before, so yes. we had this really cool connection. We ended up chatting. I think I hit you up on Facebook once about a parking ticket. Yes, you did. <laughs> yes, yeah. As again, and and I am government to everybody. So you that are was, government. Yeah, that's, and, that's and, it. and I didn't know. Just I didn't even know back then. I was right. like, wait, who? Who is this guy? That's right. What is he really doing out there in Tennessee? Yeah. I've got an issue. Right. No. um, Yeah. No. And uh, I know you've got a beautiful, great wife, and she's doing some cool stuff. Um, So my wife is a president at the Sexual Assault Center. Yes. Uh, It's been her only job. She started uh, uh, when she was in graduate school here uh, as a therapist and then just worked her way up. And um, the work that they do is... Absolutely amazing. And she's actually one of the reasons that that I decided to run in the first place, Mm. because I would um, hear her tell stories of talking to legislators about pretty major policy issues and their understanding of what uh, victim blaming is Mm. uh, and what rape and sexual abuse looks like and what consent looks like was was so old and so broken yeah uh that um that i, I felt like we needed to, to to give a voice to those people that that are voiceless and mm. so that's one of the the greatest things that i get to do is is advocate for victims of rape and sexual abuse at at the at the state level and um try to change the minds of many of these people yeah wow okay so i'm I've got issues. I'm I'm gonna go out there and find me a house representative. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> but that's part of it. Like you, you do. You have to meet these people. You have to meet the legislators sure. that represent you and tell them what's on your heart and what's on your mind and what yes. you want. Yeah. Um. That's part of it. That's part of the game. We're a representative government, and yeah. and so, uh, the the person that that you send up to represent you should represent your values, and if you're not, that there is going to be a person in that seat. And so whether you engage and pay attention 
and and help get the right people elected or not doesn't change the fact that there's going to be someone in that seat. And so by um, the the you know people under 35 don't vote. It's it's just the 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 percent of people under 35 that are voting is super low. The mm-hmm. percent of people over 65 that vote is super high. Yeah. So we are allowing. Uh, those 65 and older to decide who our representatives are. Their values may not align with ours. Right. They may have completely different uh, belief set when it comes to um, environmental issues, when right. it comes to rape and sexual abuse, when it comes to abortion, abortion, mm. when it comes Marijuana. to uh, on and on. <laughs> I mean, we could, we could do this all day. Yeah. And, and if you are not voting, you are letting someone else make these decisions for you. Uh, I, I used to give a speech to high school kids and I would talk about how, uh, who likes, you know, pineapples on their pizza and nobody would raise their hand. And I would show a poll that showed the majority of people 65 and up like Hawaiian pizzas. They like pineapple and mm. ham pizzas. <laughs> and so by you not engaging in the electoral process, you were allowing them to pick yeah. Hawaiian pizzas for you every day. Uh-huh. And that's what you're going to get. And yeah. you can complain, but complaining about it after the fact is not effective. You've got to be in part of, you got to be part of the process. And, and what you're saying too, I, something that we're going to talk about, um, in another episode is voting for policy sure. versus party. Exactly. Yeah. Because something I realized was everybody my age knows when to vote for the president. Right. Everyone knows when that is. And, and, you know, Biden won by landslide because millennials, we, we took charge and we we're like, now we're, you know, we're going to vote for who we want to vote for. Right. But that was it. Then it's like, oh, well, what happens the rest of the year? You sure. know, like, that's it. Done. Well, and, and I would I would even say that voting for president is quite possibly the least important vote you can cast. Voting for your metro council member, uh, voting for mayor, voting. We just had a judicial, uh, a, a slate of judicial races. Yeah. Most people had no idea. The primary. And what, I'm embarrassed because I didn't know. Right. And this is something that I'm trying to seek more and I'm trying to learn more. And I had an, an older friend hit me up and be like, hey, you know, the primary, go vote today. And I was like, well, shit. Yeah. Like I, okay. And then I'm on, then I'm online. I'm like, okay, trying to figure okay. It out. And, li- and then he's like, here, let me send you this email. And it was two pages long of all these names. And I'm like, there's no way. And then I'm texting other people. Hey, who did you vote for, for this? Or like, who, what do you know about this yeah. person? And I try to get as much information as I could. And I was like, you know what? Like, I'm not, I'm not going to do this to myself today, Right. but I am going to research now. Okay. When's the next one? Cause right. now I know that there's what three primaries. Is it three? Well, this he- there, um, well, yes, there'll be another. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. There, there will be another primary in August, but that will be the general for these judicial races. So, um, Again, anyway. like that's, I mean, and that I see there's judges, there's, there's, there's different positions that I see the, I see the names outside. Sure. I see them everywhere, but what do I know about their, <laughs> what do I know about their beliefs? Or you have or, no uh, idea. Yeah. I mean, voting based on signs is what they're hoping. And, and a, a lot of these, um, a lot of these people run for office are hoping we have low information voters that are going to recognize your name. Uh, from a sign, right. recognize their name from a sign or a, a mailer that you got, yep. you're going to show up and push a button and vote for them. And you never have any idea who they really are, what they stand for, what they're going to do. Um, but I was, <laughs> yeah, I tell people all the time, vote for, uh, vote for the office closest to, to you. So, uh, your Metro council race, make mm-hmm. sure you're paying attention and vote. Um, your state house race, make sure you're paying attention and vote. Right. Your Senate, your state Senate. 
Congress is important, but there's so many congressional members that one person can't really do that much. There are 40 Metro Council members. There right. are 99 State House members. So one vote in the State House can actually have a much louder voice right. uh, than you would think. Yeah. Well... Let's get, let's get back to sustainability. Let's, let's, let's reel it back in because that is why uh, I started this podcast is to talk about the deeper rooted issues and challenges that we face with climate crisis and with sustainability as a whole. And I think policy is the ultimate answer. That's because right. I've been that person the last couple of years trying to talk to people, hey, you should compost, hey, you should recycle. And I can't engage with them. And they're like, it's so hard. There's nothing here that's making it, there's nothing in this that uh, gives me any direction or or helps me or, you know, it's time, it's money, it's extra effort. You've got kids, you've got a job, you've got this. Nobody has the time to do this. So it's, so it's, I feel like this is my personal fulfillment to, to just, this is how I'm making sense of my journey here on planet earth, (laughs) but sustainability, right? So um, what is it to you? And, you know, how did you get, how did you get cultivated in, in that? So, um, well, I'm going to, I'm going to add one more thing to what you just said. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, uh, think of sustainability in the terms of, um, recycling and, you know, composting. And if you look at the, the old, you know, saying it was reduce, reuse, recycle. The yep. first is reduce. Reduce. And that's the most important <laughs> part, right? Is that yeah. we need to reduce our, our carbon footprint. We can we can solve some of those problems by reusing and recycling, but the first one is we need to start reducing. We need to start removing these false choices from our system. We need to only be able to purchase recyclable cans. Uh, we shouldn't even be able to buy something that, that has to go to a landfill. It should only be given positive choices. Meaning those producers should be held accountable slash it should be regulated. Which should be policy. It I mean, that, policy. and that, that's, that's back to your original point. And how I got involved um, was uh, I have always been an, an, an environmentalist and outdoors person, was engaged on uh, a couple of different boards just because I wanted to figure out how I could give back. And yeah. the TEC, yeah. uh, SACE, and Southern Lines for Clean Energy. And I started talking to the, our state reps um, about uh, property assessed clean energy or PACE financing. And when mm-hmm. I went up to go talk to them, they just glazed over, had no idea what I was talking about. Yeah, what is that? Hey, so property assessed clean energy is you can get additional lending on a facility to bring it up to, uh, to a higher environment, mm-hmm. or, uh, yeah. uh, energy, more efficient, redu- efficient reduce yeah. the energy footprint. Mm-hmm. And the way it's usually done is, uh, if you've got uh, a loan of a hundred thousand dollars, you figure out what the, what the note on that the loan is going to be over a period of time. And that, that dollar amount to, to on the debt service is equal to or less than the energy savings that you'll receive through, um, through the improvement. So it's an, so inc- it's an incentive. It's an incentive. Yeah. And, and if done properly, it should have a, a, a zero sum change to someone's monthly payment, mm. but it'll reduce their energy footprint. Nice. And so the st- the city and state is incentivizing people to make smart decisions for, for upgrades of their facilities, yeah. both houses and Hell commercial yeah. spaces. And when I did that, gave a similar speech, 
the only questions that they asked were, you know, where do the bankers fall on it? Where do the lenders fall on it? Um, where does, and, and they just wanted to understand how lobbyists felt. Mm. And I said, well, that's great, but they have a completely different interest than what you should have, which is the next 25, 30 years of Tennessee and what's best for Tennesseans. And they just didn't get it. And so it, uh, it, was, it sounds like money. It sounds it, financial always. It, it, it was, it was partially, but I think they, there's just so much, there's so little bandwidth to understand really what they're dealing with that they couldn't really get it. And so, mm. um, anyway, that's, yeah, yeah. that's part of the, one of the reasons that I actually initially decided to run for office. Um, but, but they stomped on that idea. So they, it didn't go through, right? It, it was defeated. And so what was your next step? Like I ran for office oh, okay, and, then, yeah. and then I ran it myself and we passed it. Yeah, you did. And, um, and then, uh, I mean, it's, it's being rolled out in cities right now. Yes. So, and that's exciting. I want to. I want to probably link that in the episode so sure. people can look at look that up. But yeah, um, yeah and you got three kids. You yes. got three kiddos. Yeah. That I mean, that 12, has to change. And six. Twelve, nine, and six. That has to change your heart a little bit if you have kids out there thinking about their future and what you're going to leave for them. Sure. You know, we can't blindly walk through this this life just thinking, ah, oh, well, the next person will deal with it. It's it's our responsibility right. right here, right now. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, having kids, what does that make a, a bigger... Uh, of course. I mean, you, you have children and you start thinking about more than just yourself. And, you know, your your life is, you know, 90 years. Theirs can be, you know, I mean, my six-year-old can live for, you know, another 100 years. So, right. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's crazy to think about how decisions we make today are going to affect him 30, 40 years down the road. And quite frankly, individual decisions that you and I make or some of the people that listen to this make are not going to move the needle. It's just right. not going to happen. Right. You can you can be, uh, you can can be completely lower your carbon footprint, footprint to zero. Uh, you can walk everywhere. You can grow all your food. You can, you know, harvest all your own water on site through rain, rainwater. Um, but you should still do all these things. Do all these things. No, you absolutely <laughs> should. But 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 it, it yeah. the the impact of one person in you know in a in a private jet or one person in uh, a polluting pickup truck or one person that you know heats their pool all winter or one, all of these other decisions that you don't have the ability to impact mm-hmm. um, completely wipe it away. Yeah, and so. We need everybody to make good decisions, but we, I go back to, we've got to have good policy decisions where there aren't bad decisions. You shouldn't be, we should not have to interpret what is the least environmentally impactful uh, item that we're going to buy. Exactly. We should only be presented with non-impactful choices. Man, and that's a perfect segue to our next episode because we're going to talk about how well, Bob and I are going to get more into policy, and we're going to talk more about how to turn desire and passion into action. So um, stay tuned for the next one. And uh, don't forget, you can shoot me an email at criticalrootzone at gmail.com on topics you're interested in, guests you dig on my show, questions, comments about the podcast, or even a personal question for me, because I want to hear from you, because your voice definitely matters. So until the next episode on CRZ, just remember to ask questions, inspire others to be better, and anything is possible when we do this shit together. Right? That's Hell it. Yeah. All right, take two. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Critical Root Zone. 
If you'd like to reach out, email us at criticalrootzone at gmail.com. Critical Root Zone is produced in Nashville, Tennessee, copyright 2022.